Matthew chapter 11. Can you go back to the topic, please? Thank you so much. We're in the midst of a series through the Gospels, and the theme is simply what Jesus says about a number of things that's on his heart as it relates to our lives. And over the last month or so, we've talked about what Jesus says about worry, about what Jesus says about storms within our lives, what he says to you, especially on the subject of what is given to you, and the subject was that you can actually do it. Jesus believes in us. When he gives something to us, he says, you can do it. And so we know that Jesus is so for us. So we looked at that a while ago. Craig spoke about what Jesus says about your treasure last week. And today I would like us to look at what Jesus says about the burdens that we bear and the burdens that we carry. And so I would like us to look at Matthew chapter 11 and the few verses from verse 28 to 30. I really have had so much fun reading and studying the Bible over the last little while. And uh, what's even been greater fun was just to sit down with people. And oftentimes when we speak, just to take the Bible with me and just to talk to people about the, what the Bible says. And it's amazing how when you look at what Jesus says through the Bible, the Bible becomes so alive to us because Jesus becomes alive to us when we approach him in faith. And the Bible becomes alive to us when we see him in the pages of Scripture. So it's been a lot of fun, but it's also been so encouraging just for the Bible to speak to people. And as the Bible speaks, we see Jesus, and he speaks to us. I wonder what he's been saying to you over the last little while. I'm very fortunate with JP and Adam on a Thursday, we just sit together here and we have some coffee and we just look at what the Bible is saying to us as we go through devotions. So what is God saying to you? What is Jesus saying to you? And I think life takes on such a different meaning when we can actually say to someone, this is what Jesus is saying to us. Because you see, Christianity is about Jesus speaking to us, isn't it? And him opening up his word and for us to get to know the Father as the Holy Spirit indwells us. It's a wonderful thing. And so that's why this series is so important for us, because he speaks to us very clearly. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30 says this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. 
This is what Eugene Peterson says about the same scripture in the message. He says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Remember, it's the words of Jesus. Come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay any heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I'm going to my physio, and I've got two people I go to there. I don't think one person can handle me anymore. And so the one is a lady, and uh, she's excellent in diagnosing the problem, and then the one week she works on my shoulders. And then the other guy is a German guy. He's in his early 30s from Munich, but he's a strong, strong man. And um, he puts those hands on me and he starts to work. You know, and he says to me, Piet, your shoulders are a little bit tighter than most people who come to me. And I say to him, is it as a result of me going to the gym? And he says, no, it's the issues of life. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful man. And we talk about the Lord often. It's the best time to talk to the Lord about those people, even though they, you know, be careful when it's a lady because she'll take her nails and really dig it deep in. But, uh, but I speak to them about the Lord, and it's a wonderful thing. And, and, and they're there to kind of take some of the pressure off of the muscles within one's neck and back. And um, so they're trying to help, and they're trying to live. Just wonderful, wonderful people. Now, my son, Chris, is studying to be a chiropractor. He's in his third year. So whenever he comes home, he has another way of dealing with the stresses um, that people have on their lives. And so a chiropractor is different from a physio. Chiropractors and physios don't always walk the same road together. But so Chris would normally say to me when he comes home for the Easter period or for Christmas or for his summer holidays, he says, Dad, have you booked my ticket yet? I said, absolutely, Chris. He says, have you booked a ticket for my bench yet? And that's the chiropractic bench that he folds up and that he brings with him and he puts it on his back. And whenever Chris goes anywhere, he's got that chiropractic bench on his shoulders. He says, Dad, I'm bringing my bench. Can you book extra luggage? Well, you know what it is like. It's almost like an extra ticket. And so I said, Chris, absolutely cool. This boy is so excited about being a chiropractor. When his mates on a weekend would go off and they would do the things that he does, he just sent me a message this past week. He says, Dad, there's a seminar in the second week of May. Can I go? And then in the next line, in the separate WhatsApp, he says, I really would like to go. I said, absolutely, that's the type of money I love to spend. And so when Chris comes, 
he will oftentimes with the family that's here and an odd friend or two because he's not allowed to practice on people outside of a certain realm obviously he's still learning only in his third year and so this past Christmas my family was here my brother-in-law he's had a back problem for three years every time he gets into bed his back aches and it's been aching for three years and so Chris has been reluctant to work on us older men and Miguel is just a little bit older than me and that day he took out his bench he says Miguel come and lie down Let's see if we can sort you out. Put Miguel on the bench, and he just did a few things, not too many cricks and cracks, but he worked on him. Miguel got up, and for the last two months, he's never had one pain within his back. And so Chris has relieved that pressure that Miguel had on his back. And my friends, I can't help but to think in terms of the burdens and the pressure that you and I are carrying and bearing, that this is basically the heart of Jesus for you and I. And in the scripture, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He says, come to me. The physios say, Pierre, come to me, I'm coming. Chris says to the family, come to me, I'm coming. Candace Mitchell, who just lives across, kind of like the stream from us, went to Chris. Chris says, come on. She says, can I come? Chris says, come on. He just wants to help people. And this is the very heart of Jesus within this passage of Scripture. He has an open invitation that he extends to you and I, and he says, come to me. And you may say, well, what right does he have to say, come to me? Well, my friends, we know that Jesus is the very Son of God. He is God. He is the one, actually, who has led us into a place where we are experiencing eternal life. He's the one who's changed our lives. He's the one who's given meaning to our lives. And he's the one who has secured our eternity in him. So we don't have to be afraid of eternity. We don't have to be afraid of death. We don't have to be afraid of the consequence of sin. Why? Because he took all of that upon himself to free us. This is the one who says to us, come unto me. My question to you is this, and I think I understand the answer. Do you ever get weary or burdened? Maybe it's because of your kids, your friends, maybe your spouse, finances or debt that you are involved in, even burdened over your relationship with God. Maybe your aging parents. My mother is turning 80 in just a little while. And so I have a wonderful sister and brother-in-law who looks after her, but I'm also still concerned about her your future, 
maybe your health, your job. I know that there are a number of transitions taking place here with people's jobs, your education, children studying, all of those things that you have to go into. Relationships with co-workers, relationships with family, maybe even your in-laws, your performance at work, and so many other things. Do you experience pressure upon your life? How about the pressure to perform? You know, Switzerland has one of the highest rates of suicide in the world amongst teenagers. And yet when we walk around, we find that this place is such an idyllic place, isn't it? I mean, last night with uh, uh, the sun going down, wasn't that amazing, the sunset? I mean, uh, all of everybody that I have on Facebook were taking pictures and sharing it and talking about it. It was just incredible. I was sitting on the balcony, and I got some pork chops out, and I started doing a little barbecue for Jen and I. And as I was on the balcony, wow, God just winked at me, and he gave me this beautiful, beautiful sunset. Just incredible. Seems such an idyllic place to live place where families can grow up without fear of too much crime or, 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 or those type of things here. This is Switzerland. Unemployment, hardly any. Neutral on everything, people say. <laughs> what an idyllic place to be. And yet the suicide level is so high. Even in this place, there are heavy burdens that are placed upon people. I believe God would say to this amazing place that he has placed us in, that he wants people to come to him. He's the physiotherapist of our souls. He's the chiropractor when things are just out of whack. He comes so that the pressure may be relieved. He's our spiritual physician. There is a priority to come to him whenever we find that we are overburdened with things. This week, I felt a certain burden just come upon my shoulders. And it was a certain situation that I feel, you know, I just can't do anything about. And I just said to Jane, I said, I'm going to go for a walk. And as I walked out, and there's a stream and trees and farms that we have the privilege to enjoy. And as I went and I just went to pray. And I just said to the Lord, I thought, Lord, this burden I can no longer carry by myself. I said, I've tried to give it to you time and time again. But Lord, this morning, this after, sorry, it was this evening, I'm just, I'm just giving it to you. Teach me how to do that better. Because I don't think I do those things very, very well. I said, I hand them over to you. You see, the scripture is so beautiful because it's a scripture where Jesus says, burdens, heavy things that you're carrying, those things that are so insurmountable. The world says this, but this is what I say. What do you say, Jesus? Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. And I don't know whether you battle with this concept too. 
with the invisible, with faith. Because you say, come to Jesus? It seems so abstract. How do I get my faith around coming to Jesus? I know how to come to my wife or to my husband or my friend, but how do I come to Jesus? Do you ask that question sincerely? I do. I say, Jesus, are you, are you real that I must come to you? Those doubts within your mind. Jesus, if I come to you, are you going to do something about it? Come on, you've got to talk to me this morning. Feels like I'm the only one here who feels that way. Uh, you're smiling and nodding your heads. I so appreciate it. Because when you read the scripture, you just pass over. It's just one of the most beautiful scriptures that we can quote, can't we? And it's a reality when Jesus says, come to me. Just, just come to me. And I hope this morning that you and I will realize that the invitation that Jesus extends to you and I is a sincere, authentic invitation. And he says, come to me. What an invitation. What is the burden that you carry? Or what is a burden? I think it is, it's, it's kind of like a deep soul weariness that we carry. You sometimes just feel so weary within your soul. Or when certain shadows fall around your heart, around your mind, and you know that those muscles in your shoulders are just tensing up. Jesus just says, he will step into our weariness because he is the most amazing God. In person, he comes through the Spirit of God and he speaks a promise. Yes, it's so simple to us. Promise of hope and a promise to refresh us, to refresh our souls. This is the phrase today that we want to look at. This is the phrase that is so important for you and I. Jesus says, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's very interesting when you study the context of this passage of Scripture, you'll find out that Jesus here was intending to free the people from the legalistic bondage that the Pharisees were putting on the Jews and also on the people in general. The Pharisees all said, you must do this, you must do that, you must do that. They were saying... Do this, and they try to make the people follow Moses and the traditions. You know what? The church can do that too. And many of the traditions of the church is not biblical, freeing truths. 
spirit to keep people in bondage. And Jesus is speaking to the people here out of that context. And you read the preceding chapter and you'll see the verses before that, how he speaks to the Pharisees and he kind of rebukes them. And he corrects the people and he says, people, even well-meaning people, will put certain things upon you that will weigh you down heavenly. But Jesus says that when I come, I will lift those things off of you. And the yoke that I will put on you will be easy to carry. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So that's the context of the passage of Scripture. The Pharisees taught that if you walked over a grave, that there's certain things that you needed to do because you would be unclean based on the old ceremonial law of the Old Testament. And they said so many different things. Even Jesus, when he helped someone, you know, on the Sabbath, when he healed someone, the Pharisees came to him and said, this is what the law of Moses is. And they even quoted the moral or the Ten Commandments. And Jesus said, if an ox falls in the ditch, will you not? Help him out. You see, Jesus approached things from such a different vantage point than you and I. Isn't that cool? When people say something to you and you feel heavy and laden down by it, just go and say, Jesus, what do you say about it? And he will lead you to the scriptures, to the Bible, and the Bible will speak to you. And when you do it in faith, the word of God becomes a source that frees us, not weighs us down even more. Amen? It's a beautiful thing. And Jesus this morning wants to come, and he wants to lift things off of you. That's the context of Scripture. So he deals with the Pharisee on the one hand, and on the other hand, he comes and he frees the people. Jesus will always deal with the negative within our lives. He doesn't just leave it, he deals with it, just like he dealt with the Pharisee. There's some negative things within our lives that's weighing us down. And sometimes we're the greater offender of it. And Jesus this morning wants to deal with that negative thing within your life. He wants to deal with it. He wants to cut it off because it's weighing you down. And then he wants to free you into something where he lifts that heavy thing off of you. I must say, and the guy's name is Lucas, after he's worked my shoulders, And these strong hands, and he would say, Piet, am I hurting you? And I say to him, come on, hurt me more. <laughs> and he laughs. He says, by now the men are screaming. I said, I'm South African. <laughs> and he laughs at it. And after he's worked and he's done his job, he says, how are you feeling? I said, I feel great. And I said to him this past week, I said, do you know what, Lucas? I said, you have healing hands. I said, God has given you healing hands to heal the backs of people. How many of you know that maybe he needs to hear that? And that's our burden bearer. Jesus comes and he just lifts those things. Off. My friends, you will know when it's the hands of Jesus on you. You will know when it's the hands of the devil that's gotten through some way and he places his greasy, heavy hands on you. You'll know that. 
and you'll know the touch of your master, your savior. For Lord, you'll cut off the negative things from our lives and sometimes that hurts a little bit. But when he plays his loving hands, that hurt turns into restoration and that's what he wants to do. He wants to restore us. When he does that, the burden starts to lift. But friends, for that to happen, we must come to Jesus. You see, with the Pharisees, legalism was this, you need to do to be accepted. Christianity is that you receive to be accepted. The big difference. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. So when we receive him, and when we receive from him as Christians, our friends, there's a responsibility that he gives us. But it's not heavy. It may be hard, but it's not heavy. Christianity isn't easy. We must go through a lot of tribulation, the scripture says, to enter the kingdom of heaven. But it's not heavy. It is light. Yes, the application is for us to come to Jesus. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Revelation 3.20 says, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him or with that person and they with me. That's the invitation. It's a relational invitation. It's not a contractual invitation. It's a relational invitation. You and Jesus come to me. So he says, come. But he also says, not only must you come, you must take. This is the deeper experience. The come is the invitation. We go to him. But then to take, it's a deeper experience within you. He says, come, take my yoke upon you. Take. To take a yoke in that day meant that people needed to become a disciple of Jesus. And to take that yoke means that when we submit to Christ, we are yoked together with him. The word easy here means well-fitting. He says, my yoke will be easy. It fits well upon us. And what I remember is the story of David and Goliath. Do you remember the story? When David wanted to go and fight Goliath, Saul said, put on my armor. And David put on Saul's armor, and he walked out, and man, he couldn't move. Saul was big. David was small. I don't quite know how much smaller, but when I look at the statue that they made of David, he looks this 
bodybuilding guy. Kind of like Mech. Where are you, Mech? Over there. You know? But I'm not sure whether David was actually like that. But he put on Saul's armor, but he couldn't move. And then he went to Saul and he took Saul's armor off. And he just became himself whom God made him. And he went out and he destroyed the Goliath. I think so many of the yokes that we're carrying are yokes that people have put on you. Agreed? It's not well-fitting, as this passage says. I know that. As a pastor for about 35 years, well-meaning people have put all kinds of yokes on. I want you to be this. I want you to be that. I want you to be this. I want you to be that. I want you to be this. And so you've got to throw the yokes off and be who you are. And so for you two people are well-meaning. Parents are well-meaning. Spouses are well-meaning. My friends, be whom God has made you to be, and then the yoke will fit easy. Amen? This is what Jesus says. He says, I've made you to be someone. Don't take the legalism of the Pharisees and put it on you. He says, take my yoke upon you. Now, let me illustrate it this way. We're going to have a water baptism soon. Religion has put so many yokes on people. That's what people say. It's what churches says. And for the baptismal service, you need to ask this question. What does Jesus say about baptism? Not your mom, not your dad, not your pastor, not your church that you come from, but what does who? Jesus says. Because if you listen to what Jesus says, the yoke that he places upon your shoulder is a yoke that fits easy. That's why water baptism is a response from a person who becomes a disciple follower of the Lord Jesus. You can look at it all through Scripture. All through Scripture. A disciple follower of Jesus takes that yoke upon himself. Water baptism is a yoke he puts onto us, but it's a yoke that fits easily. Not a yoke the Pharisees put on you, but it's what Jesus puts on you because you are a disciple of his. So when he says here, take, he's talking about a deeper experience. Water baptism will lead you into a deeper experience as a disciple stroke follower of Christ into the things that he has for you. It's a beautiful thing. If you want to grow and if you want to follow Jesus, listen to what Jesus says. Don't even listen to your own heart. Listen to the word of God. The heart is desperate and wicked above all things, the Bible says. Don't listen to your own heart. Listen to what Jesus says. Is that freeing to listen to what Jesus says? Yes, because he says, my yoke will be easy. It basically means to yield to Christ. And then thirdly, he says, learn from me. The first two commands here, which is come and take, represent a crisis experience within the person's life as we come and we yield to Christ. But this step is a process. As we learn more about him, we find a deeper peace 
because we trust him more. So it's coming to Jesus. Take, become more of a, well, you become a disciple of his, you follow Jesus through his word. And then he says, come and learn from me. He says, well, how do I get rid of these burdens? My friends, you've got to come, you've got to take, and you've got to learn from him. So it's not always a momentarily experience where you are proved. It's a process that takes place within your life as a follower of Jesus, as you learn from him. It means to learn through experience and practice. This is so cool. The yoke could be on, you know, and, and, and the word yoke is, is quite a big yoke that is put on an oxen. And I think John Joseph could explain this a little bit better to us. He comes from a farm. He says, no, he can't. He's a farmer. Whose farm is here? Oh, okay. Yes, yes, there we go. We've got Swiss farmers, South African farmers, any other farmers? Oh, we've got another farmer from where? From Wales, Kawal. Isn't that cool? They could explain to us how this process worked. But I went to find out, since I'm not a farmer. The yoke could be put on one animal, or it could be shared between two animals. In a shared yoke, one of the oxen would often be much stronger than the other. The stronger ox was more schooled in the commands of the master, and so it would guide the other according to the master's commands. By coming into the yoke with the stronger ox, the weaker ox could learn to obey the master's voice. Isn't that beautiful? You can see where this is coming from. A disciple, a learner, yokes in with his master, with Jesus. He's the stronger one, and he teaches us how to carry that burden. It's not only negative things burdens, it's positive things too. Agree? But what he gives us, it weighs very lightly upon our shoulders. Can I please have Alex and Mich to come here? Just for all of the visitors to know in the church, Mech is my bodyguard here. You mess with me, you mess with me. And Alex is my other bodyguard. You mess with me, you mess with, you mess with him, you mess with me. And vice versa. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Now, these two men in our country would play a game called rugby. And when they faced the opposing team, look, I did think about using some other guys as illustrations, like Christo, like Renus, you know, um, Oh, you know, I didn't want to use any other nationalities as examples because they didn't win the World Cup. <laughs> South Africa did. You know, and although you're a Zimbabwean, close enough. <laughs> and, um, you know, I wanted two really strong men to show us what forms the basis of the scrum. And I want them to yoke together. And now I don't know who's the stronger one of the two but I do know who's the older one of the two. And so the younger's got to listen to the older, even though the younger may think he's stronger than the older. My sons still think they're stronger than me. They are. But, but why don't you show them towards the people how you form a scrum and how you yoke together? 
face, face the people, because the people need to know. Okay, just the rugby players. Okay, there we go. Do you see these two guys? Now, Alex is still playing rugby. Mich, where she still could be playing rugby. And do you see how these two yoke together here? You know, and, and um, now they're on opposing sides here now. Would you get up, please? Now what I want you to do is to stand together as she's strumming against someone else. My friends, the first illustration is a sign of how you and I do it in our own strength. And normally the stronger one beats the weaker one. And that's what the yoke does. It destroys us every time. Agreed? It's true. You know. I know. But this is the way Jesus is illustrating this passage. He is saying that you need to yoke together with him. Now, you see, Alex is stronger than me. And Alex is teaching me how to strum. And as the younger follows the older, or the weaker, the stronger, he's being taught how to strum properly. And my friend, it is exactly the same way with Jesus. He wants you and I to yoke together with him. And when we do that, he says, you'll find peace for your soul. Because he says, I'm humble. And I mean, that means he's approachable. That means he's got no reputation to protect. He's there to help us. You see, Alec is older. You know, as we get older, we don't have too much reputation left within us. Younger, we've got a lot of reputation left in us. And so the older teaches the younger how to carry the yoke that is put on put on them, them together and they do the work together and this is what Jesus is saying. Can we say thank you to these guys here please? Thank you very, very much. And I'm going to leave it right here. Would you stand with me please?